Life going good for you? Yeah. yeah just another day in the nerd life. <laughs> Do you have any uh, cool things happen over the last week? <sighs> Fun nerd things that going on in your life? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. There's... Yeah, you didn't get to read The High Republic yet. The... Oh, the comic. Yeah. Comic, yeah, I haven't read the comic yet. But I finished the book. Yes. So, yeah, yeah I guess I finished the book and uh, called it, just saying. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that you did that. We got to the end of the book, and I go, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? Loading, sitting there in the, in the cell going, Did you, oh, by the way, spoilers like crazy for High Republic book. Yeah. I know a lot of you people aren't ever, ever going to read it, but I, I recommend it. I think it's That's fun. a good book. Uh, but yeah, Loden sitting there in the cell. It's like, we've met before, haven't we? And then he totally does the voice, and it's yeah. like, there's a family being attacked by marauders. I thought it was crazy, and he was just like, to uh, who is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorna D. Like, yeah. You think I need this person? And just whoosh, like wax him. I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, that was insane. Him? You think yeah. I need him? I thought. And taste the lightsaber and just. Oh my gosh. There were Jedi. Chance that you could capture a Jedi, and here's one now. Think it was worth the chance. Oh my gosh, his voice is so iconic now. To yeah. Me. Like, if they ever make an actual show and he's in it, it's like, you gotta get that voice, oh, otherwise yeah. it's over. I'm worried, that because I know the next book that comes out is gonna be, it's a different narrator. And oh, like, what? If it's not the same voice, oh. I'm gonna be upset. Unless he's not in it. That's true. It could be a totally different story. But he has to come back. That was, like, the worst cliffhanger oh, yeah. ever. Oh, yeah, he better. But it, it'll That's be interesting true. to see. Claudia Gray doesn't do the stories all over the place usually she likes the set narrative yeah so we'll we'll see into the dark into the dark and then i saw another one that uh the rising storm yeah i'm like ah ah i see what you're doing there could be loden could be martian martian row yeah have you seen pictures of him no. No, they have some pictures concept art for him. Yeah. You gotta look at... Sorry, everybody. I know this is like preliminary stuff. We'll I mean... Get, we'll get to Lord of the Rings the thing, in a minute. You should know by now that <laughs> Star Wars is everywhere for us. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know. I finished the uh, the season one's gallery for The Mandalorian. You did? Yeah. All right. Did you love it? It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so good. Well, the last two were just amazing. The oh, music man. and then the connections. Yeah. And it just talks about like all the stuff they're like, we took this and like one of my favorite parts was when Dave Filoni was basically teasing John Favreau and he's like, And George Lucas came and you're so excited and you're like, Look, we put the gun in and it shows him saying, Look, we put the gun in and George Lucas is like, Okay. And oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, Yeah, it's a homage to, to you know, so didn't you make the, that? The, the no. <laughs> he's like He's like, yeah, he pretty much just like, I had nothing to do with the holiday special, so no, that has nothing to do with me. Like, oh, oh, he says it. he has nothing to do with it because... Yeah. 
Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, oh, John Favreau is totally fanboy George Lucas, and George is just like, George just like what? No, I actually have nothing to do with that. But, I'm a Tauntaun, <laughs> but you know that you invented Tauntaun. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell his name. I just guessed. Yeah, I I wondered because we both did the audiobook, so nobody knows how the heck to spell his name. Well, I looked up <laughs> no searches. Hold on. Mario Gino. Uh, do High Republic concept are. art. There you go. That should do it. Yeah, there's a concept of Martian Row, and it's pretty interesting. I don't know if it's his his outfit at the end of it or if it's outfit. At the beginning. Oh, okay. Because you know he changes it. He does. He has a big old fur. Like. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's probably his second one. It's probably it's probably his. Uh... No, the fur one's at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. I pictured the. Uh, the armor from Mandalorian, when I heard about the I... big fur. This is it. This one. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting, huh? Yeah, he's he a almost, lot. Uh, like I, I guess it, I pictured a scrawny little toothpick of a guy. Yeah. So him having. Well, he's got to be. He's got to be able to I punch know out. Yeah. Cor, cor, uh, Corvus. Is it Corvus? Corvus. Cor, I. Anyway. That guy. <laughs> that guy. This one. He's got to punch him out. Is that him? I think that's him. Really? Is Lorna D a tweet? Yeah. Oh yeah, she is a green skin tweet. Green skin. There was a variant of the High Republic comic that had that picture on the front, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get that. It's twenty four dollars." No, I'll just pay four dollars for the regular one. Yeah. I don't need twenty dollars for a variant art cover, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is, this, I mean, my my collection will never be worth anything because everybody who collects the Star Wars comics are all doing the same thing I'm going to do, which is save them. But for me, it's just saving right. them so that I can read them. Oh, I, I didn't even look at how to pronounce his name. No, I, I went way more Star Warsy when I did it. I threw apostrophes in there. Oh, yeah, you that. did. And then, no, it's M-A-R-C-H-I-O-N-R-O. Marcianro, whatever. Oh, right. So now you know what he kind of looks like. I think he kind of looks like the Crimson Corsair from uh, Force Awakens. The red red helmeted dude he's got mm. the wings out the side yeah yeah he does <laughs> he does look like a lot like him but that's cool a rabbit hole here oh yeah you, no you you really can this this must be the other two um, yeah I can never remember I can only remember Lorna D because that's the name of my realtor are you serious yeah, that's hilarious <laughs> name. I'm pretty sure it's a D so oh my gosh yeah um, this this lightsaber like that thing is so cool Whoa, who's that? Um, Stellan Geos's lightsaber. Stellan Geo. Just the uh, fact that it, like... It comes out and has <laughs> tiny blades on the yeah. side. That is pretty cool, though. And the way it, fold, like, closes and folds up and just... Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny is to listen to them describe the lightsabers in the High Republic, the book. Uh -huh. And... To know all the metals they're talking about. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'm such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's when it gets that detailed that I start to realize that okay, there's not a single thing in this entire story that I did not understand what they were talking about. I yeah. might be into this too deep. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah. But yeah, I don't care. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I keep doing it. Uh, so do I. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I uh, finished this book, finished the gallery. Awesome. Star Wars stuff, I guess. Just... Yeah. I did a lot of Star Wars stuff as well. Uh, Ben's in the room here, and he's trying to tell us, we're talking about Lord of the Rings today, Dad. Talk about Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, we'll but get we got to get through our 10-minute introduction about Star Wars <laughs> and how that's the thing that's better than everything. Exactly. But I will say the Lord of the Rings has the most complete ending of the story. It's, it's, it's all a complete thing, and so I just I love it for that. Like, you can learn everything there is to learn about the movies because they're done. And that's awesome. Yep. Well, uh, we ended last time in the Lord of the Rings realm with the ring coming to Bilbo. Yes. And for some reason, I decided to write down what day that Bilbo is writing his story. Because <laughs> I'm just taking notes. It's the right. 27th of September, the year 1400. By Shire Reckoning. By Shire Reckoning. <laughs> Which, hey, may be different. Um, but it does show that super famous map of Middle Earth, which I love. Yeah. Um, I pulled out our uh, Lord of the Rings Risk map that we've got here. It's the Trilogy Edition. Yeah. So it's got the extended section from the normal. This is, uh, this is kind of flipped a little bit. I thought it was kind of funny that they did this, but the Lord of the Rings map is wide, wider uh -huh. than it is tall. Yeah. And they, like, squished it and stretched it out yeah. height-wise, and so it's very different than, than it is in the story. It's not to scale. It's not to scale. No, he says it is. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> Where'd we get the extras? Volunteer your village. And we're back in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Bilbo talks about hobbits. Is there anything that he talks about in Hobbits that you really enjoy? About how he describes hobbits? Um, I mean, the visual is... I love the visual when they go to, like, uh, how they're, like... They're not very smart. And right then it's some dude cleaning his ear out. Yeah, like, he's got a stupid look on his face. Yeah, he's, he's got just his finger in his ear. Cleaning like, his ear out. Completely oblivious. Yeah. Like, we're not had among the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, just, they like to party. That's what uh, yep. the there's came a, across. I, I love everything that he talks about. Oh. Some people think that Hobbit's only true love is food. But that's not true. We also like drinking and smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're not really helping your situation. So you really here. just don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> um, but he said, but in all actuality, the one thing that Hobbits love more than anything else is peace and quiet. And all, all Hobbits share love of things that things grow. Things that grow. And it's pretty cool. And... During this whole montage, we see two of the characters of the Fellowship. Yeah. We see Mary, this very brief. Uh -huh. He's, he's yeah. like eating a, a pig or something. Or yes. I can't remember. I noticed that this time. Yeah? Yeah, he just shows up really quick. And then the second one is when he talks about sharing a love of things that grow. It's just Sam. And I like this story, I mean, it's all about Sam. <laughs> it really is. I mean, Frodo's there, but we're all, we're all Sam. That's who we all mm -hmm. want to be. Or unless you want to be Aragorn or Boromir. Boromir. 
But sorry, you're, you're actually Sam. <laughs> we all want to be Boar Bear, but we're all secretly Sam. Yeah. Like, yeah, Mr. Frodo. Yeah, I'll come with you. Ah. Don't you lose him. And I don't, well, I don't mean to. What's that supposed to mean? Like, I don't want you to get lost, Mr. Frodo. Mr. Frodo. It's funny, I, I started the book. Mm-hmm. Fellowship of the Ring. So I'm in book one of book one. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just wait till you're in uh, book three of book two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's book fascinating book how much it's like, this is like word for word. Just pull it, it right really up. Good job. There's a little bit of like the differences. There's actually one thing that I haven't got there yet. So I'm actually curious. I don't know. Uh-huh. There's um, when the Nazgul are coming to the Shire. They whack a hobbit. Just he's like in the road, and he's like, "Who's coming?" And they just one of them just slices him right up. Yeah, and then I wonder. Take it. I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm fast forwarding a little one. bit. <laughs> I I'm trying to. I'm wondering if I'm connecting it, and maybe I'm just going crazy. But then later in the Return of the King. Uh-huh. Um, when Sam's going crazy and, like, killing all the orcs. Yeah. One of them, he says, that's for my old gaffer. I wondered if it's his dad is the one that gets killed. This is, I don't know. I haven't Ooh. got there yet, but... I actually haven't gotten there. That's just a thing shown in is the movie. Just, that okay. just shows their brutality and, and all that. I know what his gaffer looks like um, because we see him in the pub. Do we? Yes, when Sam is eyeing... Uh, yes. Oh, Rosie. Rosie, thank you. Rosie. When Sam's eyeing Rosie in the bar and they're talking and like, oh, but Mr. Frodo, he's cracking and proud of it. Like Sam's looking at that and uh, Frodo hands one of the drinks to, here you go, gaffer. Yes. And so I, we know what he looks like and we've seen his face. I, but I don't remember who it is. That would be interesting if it was. I don't think it is. Because I was always but, like, why did he say that's from my old gaffer? it was just like this is to make my dad proud or and I guess I always just assumed that his gaffer was his dad I now know it is in reading the book yes. yeah 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 I was like what is why is why is it for him why is it for him <laughs> and then I thought oh is he the one that they like shot well, would Frodo have ever known that well it was Sam doing it so oh sorry Sam Sam sorry would Sam have maybe that happened because that same moment when they're riding into town and kill that guy they're leaving. Uh, Frodo's talking to Gandalf, and then right, right after that, he take he, they go. That's true. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't wonder. I hadn't thought that, that was the same person, but it'd be interesting to find out. Um, a few other things. I the next thing I wrote down is a wizard is never late. It's a classic line. No, it's too early. They arrive precisely when he means to. <laughs> and then they both bust up. And, and this is the part where I start to see that the special effects in this are impeccable. Yeah. And by impeccable, I mean... Completely, completely impeccable! <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is just... It's incredible because Frodo jumps into Gandalf's arms. He's tiny. And he's a tiny person. Yep. So they used a combination of every single special effects trick known to man. They used force perspective. 
they used body doubles. They used digital doubles. They used uh, digital face placing. They used oh. masks. They used, I mean, you name it, they, they did it. And just watching just these first few, you know, this first half hour or so of the show, it's amazing now that I know the special effects that they use. And you haven't seen all the stuff that they do, but no. I'm sure you could guess. Yeah. But I'm watching scenes where it's Bilbo talking to Gandalf. And it shows Bilbo over Gandalf's shoulder and then Gandalf over Bilbo's shoulder. And what you don't realize is that they are not in that shot together. Those are two different takes huh. from two different sets of actors. You have Bilbo talking to the giant version of Gandalf that's a prosthetic that a guy is wearing. And like his his uh-huh. hand is like a fake hand that the dude is wearing and is putting on and it's all made up and it's all special effect. And he's he's holding Bilbo's shoulder and it looks hundred percent. Huh. And then it cuts to showing Gandalf and Gandalf's talking to the little person double of Bilbo. Bilbo. And it goes back and forth and back and forth, and you can't even tell. No. You can't even tell. And it's the special effects in this are incredible. Wow. I, ugh, it's driving me crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> um, I also thought when I was writing things down, I came up, I started writing swear words. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because we had Dig Ferrick uh-huh. for, uh, for Star Wars, and I've actually started using that. Nice. As my replacement words, and it's great. Like some people get it, and it's son fun when they do. Did you say um, son of a mud scupper? Son of a mud scupper. No, I just say dank ferret. I can never up, remember you smut, like, that's kind of mud scupper. Skank the scud pie. Ah, see, you got all the good ones. <laughs> you remember all though. This is gonna be a skank in the scud pie. Ah, I gotta remember. I'm put that. a skank in the scud pie. But this one, there's two of them. There's uh, Bilbo says sticklebacks. Where is that boy? <laughs> like sticklebacks. Sticklebacks. That's fun. And then I I stopped and I turned on the closed captioning so that I could hear when Gandalf says, Frodo suspects something. Bill says, course he does. He's a Baggins. Not some block-headed brace girdle from Hard Bottle. <laughs> block-headed brace girdle. From Hard Bottle. Hard <laughs> Bottle. For uh, us Americans, Hard Bottle. Like hard a bottle. Hard Bottle whiskey or something. Huh. Um, block-headed brace girdle from Hard Bottle. Hard Bottle. He pronounces it weird. It's British stuff, I guess. Right. Um, but it's interesting. We actually meet a brace girdle. We actually meet a brace really? girdle at the party. We do. Oh. You remember the lady who has a hundred kids? He says, oh. my, you have been productive. Oh, you have been productive. He says, Mrs. Brace Girdle. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my freaking heck. It's a, it's, it's a black-headed brace girdle from Hardbottle. Oh, yours? And she's like, <laughs> Well, you have been productive. Well, now you have been productive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so great. Something I I read in the book, bringing to the the movies. Yeah. They make note that for hobbits on their birthday, they give presents to everybody. Yes. That's their thing. I was like, oh. yeah. And did you did you get to read about what Bilbo does? That's so different. I mean, I'm sure I did. What? So most of the time, hobbits give away stuff to other people for their birthday. And it's usually like leftover stuff. It's stuff they didn't want anymore and things like that. But for Bilbo, for his birthday, everybody got nice stuff. Uh, yes. Like people got really cool stuff because Bilbo's loaded. Yeah. Right? Number one, uh, his family has lived in Bag End for, you know, however many hundreds of years. Yeah. And uh, he even says in the show, you know, there's always been a Bag End's living under the hill in Bag End. There always will be. 
Uh, Bag End, for people who don't know, is the name of his home. His estate is Bag End. Bag End. And so you'll hear it said very quickly, Bag End. And uh, it's not Baguette or anything, or the end of a baguette. Or Bag In. Bag uh, End. Bag End. And he talks about that, so his family's been there for generations. And... Yeah, they obviously had money to begin with because yeah. Bilbo just totally took off <laughs> with Gandalf yeah. and the Hobbit. Just left everything behind. They obviously came back with a couple of chests. A couple of chests. Mm. They still smell like troll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was one small chest. It still smells like troll. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he had money and then with the troll, the troll cave chest that he got he's able to basically buy everybody cool presents yeah that's why everybody came to his birthday party Mm -hmm. it's because they knew that he was the hobbit who gave out the cool stuff for yeah yeah well the ones that weren't invited came anyway not not like yard sale items like yeah half the shire's invited and the other half are showing up anyway (laughs) yep very true the uh sackville baggins they oh, came. I love the second. It's funny because I, I love the extended edition because they have that second. Yeah, where they're running back. away from them. In the <laughs> book, they talk about how they he invited them, and they the only reason they went is the invitation was so nice that they couldn't say no. Yeah, the they're invitation. Like, well, this invitation is so all nice. Like Boston yeah. stuff, and like he did that on purpose. <laughs> Gold filigree. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's so great. I love it. Yeah, they're just. And stealing stuff from his house, even when he came back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they had moved in, right? In The Hobbit? I think so, yeah. They were, like, taking his stuff. He's like, what are you doing? And Made then he got him back. She, yeah, she tried the spoons. That's tried right. Tried to take spoons. That was the huge thing. Yep. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start reading the books now. Again. Yeah, do it. It's They're good. They are really good, and that's that's what it was. It wasn't just the fantasy and the, and you know, oh, this is a different world. Tolkien was actually a good writer. Yeah, and that made a big difference. Yeah, so. it was. I, I mean, I'm only to the point that uh, Bilbo's leaving, but Bilbo's leaving. leaving. Oh, the okay. Shire. Gotcha. So it's interesting you talk about. Ahead, they yeah in the I, book I in the movie I'm a, I'm a Bree. Right. But in the book, yeah, I'm just... I didn't realize how far into the movie Brie was. So I was like, yeah, Brie. And I'm like watching, I'm like, I've been watching for like a half hour today. And And you're like, wait a second. Wow, this is a lot farther than I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is like half the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Going back to the presence thing, I think it's in the book. He talks about how, though, when they're trying to determine what they're going to do with the ring. Yes. And he's really like, the whole reason I gave all these gifts away was, and like, his estate, because like, he leaves, and then his will, like, he's like, give this to this person, give this to this person. Yeah. And he, he, Bill will talk about how he did all of this to give the ring to Frodo. Like, it was all for that, which is why he has to give it up, because he's like, this is what it was Mm. all for. Interesting. And it was almost a way to talk himself into doing it. Yeah. To giving the ring, yeah. Which I don't. What What do you think? Talking about the ring, yeah. Do you? St- I still firmly believe Gandalf did not touch the ring. You know, I I'm I hate to say this, but you might be right. Yeah. Like I'm watching it on my big screen. 
Ben can attest to this. Ben, I need you to corroborate this. How many times did I rewind and watch that one part? <laughs> three, four times. Yeah, it four was a times. Bunch. It was a, at least three uh, that I know for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting there watching. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. He gets so he close. He does get close. So I'm like, if I he think, did, uh, it was like an atom. Maybe. It. I'm like, I straight that. up, he... He's like, but, nope. But what is it? What is it? What happens? He's close. I mean, he gets close to it. And then and then what What triggers the vision of the eye? Well, the greatest <sighs> connection to it. Right. But does he touch it? Does he just brush it slightly? I mean, I always thought that he brushed it. Like, going frame by frame, he definitely never makes contact. Yeah. In that exact I, second. I don't know if it talks about it. Does it talk about that in the book? I don't know. I mean, no, this is just, that's just a visual thing a visual that they did thing? for the movie to help you realize, realize why he left it on the floor. Right. So I don't so, know then. I would mm-hmm. say, no, he didn't. You know, he's a wizard. He can sense it. And so when he goes but to he maybe goes try to and pick it up, and he's and like, right before nope, this he gets that premonition. A, yeah, this would be All a right. bad idea for me to pick this up. I mean, I want to fight this, but it's not the hill I'm willing to die on. It's really not. Uh, he gets the same flash, though, with uh, Sauron, or Saruman and the Palantir. Yes, when he touches the but he Palantir. But does he doesn't actually touch it, the cloth. That's true. So, so, again, that shows that he doesn't have to have direct contact. Yeah. Okay. So, same flash, though, and he's like, oh. So, did you watch all the way to that? Yeah, I got to the point that he woke up on top of the tower. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Bree is really so. Far I, I'm, I'm almost. Sorry. I'm really. I'm we're almost probably not going to get through to there in the movie. I'm at, I'm at weather top. <laughs> we're we're probably not going to get all the way. Oh, I through where you. I just wanted so to make far. sure I'm I was sorry. far enough ahead. I'm like, I, didn't, I had no idea how far it was. It. I was no, thinking like. Fine. I mean, we spent the entire last episode talking about the first not even ten minutes. Oh yeah. And now we're like now thirty we're, minutes in. Like, uh, I'm, I'm thirty minutes in and. Sam's not even back in it yet. Oh really? Yeah, no. Like I'm at I'm at minute forty, and again I was talking to Frodo. It's like well, what the right. heck? <laughs> so no, th- there's a lot in there. So oh, th- got, thanks for getting that far. I've got a good I, I uh, no idea. head start then. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, I'm gonna start reading the books now. Yeah. And then next week we're gonna be talking. Uh, Wandavision. Wandavision. Yep. And we'll see how much that takes. If it yep. doesn't take, if we if we watch it and we're like, no, there's not that much there. The, at least that we recognize, then yeah. maybe we'll just come back to this and just do that as like a beginning of the episode thing. Oh, yeah. we watch WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. Or do that in our bonus stuff. There we go. At the end. Yeah. And keep going on Lord of the Rings. It's, we'll see. It's worth it. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but How about the music? Do you love the Shire music? I love, I love the music. Yeah. Just the music. That's so classic. Yeah. That's, I mean, I love the music in most movies is... I'll I go to the movies. I try to go twice, mm-hmm. sometimes three times, but the first time is to enjoy the movie. The second time I go is for the music and to pick up on little things I may have missed. But a large point is the music. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings is I've been watching and taking note, and any time there's longing for home, mention of mm-hmm. home, thinking about home, looking at home, anything that has to do with home. The Shire music kicks in, which if we're, you know, as we're talking about for 40 minutes, that's really the only music we heard. It's yeah. Shire music. So we can recognize so it, it immediately. So it gets that right into us. The Shire, home, 
where the only thing I have to worry about is brewing my own ale. Yep. You know, it's... Ned, that that also reminds me of when Frodo and Gandalf meet for the first time, and they're talking, and Frodo's like, all right, we'll keep your secrets. He's like, it's it's good. For, we're, I'm glad you're back, Gandalf. And he says, so am I, my dear boy. And then he, he pauses, and he looks out over the shire, and he says, so am I. And it totally makes me forgive. Just that line, that one line, and the way that Ian McKellen delivers it. Man, what a freaking great actor. Oh, yeah. The whole time I'm sitting here watching, like, there's not a single moment where I don't believe that these people are in this world. Oh, yeah. Oh, never. Never do the actors or actresses take you out of it. No. And it's so great. And when he says that line, I think to later when Saruman accuses him, he's like, so it's been there this entire time. And it's like, under my very nose. It's like, yeah, the your love of the halflings leap has clouded your mind. And I sit there and I think about it, and I'm like, but the Shire, it becomes Gandalf's home. Yeah. And not not his home, his sanctuary. Yeah, it becomes a sanctuary a from place the rest to, of the world. Yeah, just kind of relax. Uh, yeah, you look at the rest of the world and you have nothing but problems. Mm-hmm. Constant problems. you got the world of men that's constantly falling apart. The, yeah. They have fights with, you know, Denethor and uh, King Theoden yep. not getting along with each other anymore and you're getting all this crud happening Yeah. and and Gandalf just goes to the Shire and he can just leave it all behind him yeah well you see how carefree all the hobbits are well yeah you I see mean, that just, in the beginning when they talk they just about live. and then it's like we talked about at the very end when they go back and they've now experienced this horrors and the the provinces of men yeah and they go back to the shire and it's dull it's boring yeah you're like and you're for, for some people it's, it's an issue like with Frodo yeah. he can't get over it he but can't. with Sam I mean they've been through so much and no one can relate to it but yeah. Sam gets married at the end yeah and he moves on with his life, and he's better for it. He becomes, yeah. he Sam becomes a man. Of all the characters who have growth, it's Sam. Yeah. Because he won't talk to Rose. He has to be pushing everything. And they're sitting down at the end, and he and just, he just downs takes his a swing, he's like, slams it down, and gets up by himself. I have a theory of what happened, but we'll get to that when we get to that part <laughs> of the show. I think he straight up went up and just planted one right on her lips probably right? I mean she was giving him because we don't see we don't see what happens we just see Frodo and, and them go reaction okay. like, you, know, you know Sam's looking at Rosie and so when he just drinks it like and he goes go. up and it's like oh <laughs> yep there it yeah, goes I mean, you know he'd done all sorts of things but like look I've been to Mordor and back and there ain't nothing that scares me anymore no I carried friggin' Frodo up Mount Doom to the top. Lava. This gangly creature tried to bit me like four times. Oh gosh, and hit him over the head with a rock. Oh, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, no, Sam's like, nah, I got this. I freaking, I freaking owned a giant spider that was like 300 times my size. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he an can entire, take on Shelob. He a, can ask Rosie on a date. then a tower of orcs in Urukai. <laughs> It's yeah. like, oh, friggin' heck, yeah, man. He's, there's nothing there. I can't yeah. wait for you to get that part in the book. Oh, yeah. Like, Sam is... Boromir's awesome. Boromir's my favorite in the movies, but the books make me love Sam. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, 
But sorry. But, yeah, it's 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 such a, it's, a sanctuary. It's a place to go to escape yeah. the so stress. So it is. It's a it's a it's a haven from the world. Mm-hmm. So to you, Scott, where is your shire? Where is your haven from the world? <sighs> I mean, I know there's the primary answer. But we haven't been able to go yeah. there for a while. Yeah, that's I true. mean, because that's number one. That's for me. Yeah. Is uh, um, but probably, I mean, I hate to just be like, I haven't gone camping in forever, so I can't uh-huh. say it's really. I, I don't know if it's really a haven. It's more of a place. It's just it's distracting. It lets my imagination run. Yeah. And that's just. It's really the uh, uh, Pinterest board of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> because we That's have awesome. no, like, storylines on that. And so, like, Pinterest artists, they draw, like, well, what happened after the game? Like, yeah. a lot of it's Breath of the Wild stuff. Right. Like, what happened after? And so then there's a whole bunch of stuff, or, like, things during, where it's like, for example, there's a point, because Link is on his own in, in Breath of the Wild, like usual. Mm-hmm. And it just shows him... Just at a campfire, because in the game there's campfires everywhere that you right. can sit and pass time if you need to. Right. And it just shows them shows them sitting at a campfire, and it's like all the stress because he's supposed to save the world, but it's just like little things like this and that and that where it's like, yeah, and it just expands on the the storyline, that t- kind of takes me out of the stress of the world, mm-hmm. and I mean Star Wars, as well games and stuff it's just I get sucked into that storyline that kind of takes me away from the story the craziness that's happening uh, in the world now so so. I think I think my shire is probably music music I love music I well I I sit here thinking about it and I'm like well I like watching movies but not every movie I watch do I sit there and go, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm away from the world. I don't have to think mm-hmm. about anything. Uh, and even in the Lego room, like, I have my YouTube channel now. And so, like, I feel a little bit of a pressure there to right. make sure to be moving forward, make sure to get things done, work on the designs, build. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not even my shire anymore. And, I, and then I realize that the times that I have the most fun, I just forget about the world, and I'm totally carefree, is when I can listen to music while I'm, while I'm either in the Lego room or at nice. work. And the day just flies by. Yeah. Time just disappears, and you just enter this realm. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, why do I love Lord of the Rings so much? Like, well, I can, because I escape. Because the music is there, yeah. and it, it brings me into the world, and I'm completely in, engaged. And even uh, even if it's just listening to like a Pandora station or something yeah. in my Lego room, and there's ads that come on that kind of pull you back out of it, but yeah, when you can start singing along with every song that comes on the radio or comes on Pandora or whatever, and so you're just sitting there and you're just singing and you're just doing your thing and you're just moving forward and you don't even care. The rest yeah. of the world just disappears and melts away. That's funny. That's one of the, uh, my, my wife and I, we talked about like, what's something that you didn't expect Mm-hmm. of the other person like something you're just like huh and f- when I asked her she said for me it was how much I love soundtrack music really I have so much soundtrack music yeah because it just <laughs> it like you know like it just takes you 
to another place. Mm-hmm. I have songs that a lot of the songs that I have are not to any movies. They could be. And as I hear the song, I go, this is where the villain is giving his dialogue. Yeah. This is where there is peril. This is where the good guy comes out. This is, and it's so cool. I told my wife, actually, when we're rich, I want to make a room that is, it's a sound room. Yeah. That it's got music that you feel. There's like, there are points sometimes at work where there are certain songs where I know I can feel it to my core if I listen to it loud enough yeah. and I just crank it up and it's usually soundtrack music and I just, you know, and it just takes you away from the world, like you said, and you just, you feel the music. It's like, I want a room that's like that, that I can just, I like can just feel There's the nothing else that exists. Yep. It's just that feeling uh-huh. with the music. Oh, yep. No, I, I totally buy that. Yeah. I'm totally in on that. And so, yeah, I, mm. they nailed it. Oh Yeah. Lord of the Rings. It was... Man, I wish I knew who did it. I'm... <laughs> who, did, who did the um, music for Lord of the Rings? Uh, I, how do I not know that? I know. Howard Shore. Oh, goodness gracious. Howard Shore. What knew a, that. Brilliant man. Brilliant man. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Just... Amazing. It's, oh, man. I, I have the albums uh, on that I listen to at work they come on through shuffle and there's some that's like oh this song is so good I think it's interesting too now that I think about it that Bilbo's Shire is not the Shire Bilbo Bilbo doesn't want to stay no like it's it's funny because Gandalf isn't from the Shire but he goes there to escape Bilbo's from the Shire and he goes elsewhere elsewhere he goes to the world of the elves to escape yeah. And and I think it's the peace and quiet that he says the hobbits love. And while there is peace and quiet, there's also a, a naivete in the yeah. in the Shire and just a, a boisterous Hey, whatever, you uh-huh. know, hey, we're gonna have fun. And uh and he wanted to escape that and just be in a in a beautiful, quiet place and a place that he always loved from the first yeah. time he ever set eyes on it. And uh it's so it's interesting to see that he his shire is somewhere else. Yeah. But he wanted to go there and finish his book. And I think that's that's what everybody's shire is. So if you guys are at home thinking about it, where do you go to do what you want to do? And you there's no interruption and there's nothing you escape that that does it. It's for you to escape the world, to escape your troubles. Where do you go? And if you don't have that place, you need to find that place as soon as possible. Because that's going to do wonders for you. Wonders for just your... I, I, I hate the phrase mental health, but it, it's accurate. <laughs> it takes a load off. It, it does. It just lets you pass out of all knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> like the ring. And just move <laughs> on from your for, for your life, which is important. Like for, for me, it, it uh, feeds my imagination. Where it's like... Yeah. And I run stories in my own head, and it just takes me to the other worlds. Yeah. Word. And and that that makes me think that I've also missed a. Uh, oh, what am I trying to say? There's something I've missed. I've missed going to movies mm-hmm. and hearing the new music that they come up with. Mandalorian is amazing, and the music yes. is always spot on. But now the music has become familiar. There's not as many new 
things happening. Yeah. Except maybe like you know the Dark Troopers are cool with the techno music that was going on there. Yeah, they were. Um, there there are still new things in there, but there, I expect certain things. Uh huh. And it's slightly different, and I almost wonder if they could make some of the music the same in Mandalorian. Like, just, just keep redoing those themes occasionally. Yeah. Because Lord of the Rings did that the entire time. They did. Like, yeah, they, there's a little bit of variation there, but we like, always This is know. Rohan. Yeah. This music, Every this time. is Rohan. And, you know... Or this is Mordor. Like... Oh, man, what what do you think of when I go... Dun, 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 Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Aragorn. You know, you can picture a character, you can picture where they are, what they're doing. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, gosh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm t- I keep losing track of what I'm talking about, but it's fantastic. <laughs> Find um, an escape. So, speaking of, uh, since we are talking about raising nerds, we get a really cool experience. Where we get to see Bilbo's interaction with children yes. at his party. Uh-huh. And he's telling the story of when they were captured by the trolls. Him and the and the dwarves yes. were captured by the trolls and saved by Gandalf at the end. <laughs> and he's obviously simplified it down a lot. And, uh, yeah. And really dumbed it down and gotten rid of the mortal terror that he felt the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yeah, they were... Just sitting around arguing. It's like, and threatening you, and trying to cook you, and trying to eat you. I mean, yeah, that's happening too. Yeah. <laughs> she turn us on a spit, or squash us into jelly. Just sit on us individually and squash us into jelly. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> and then, I just had to write this down because it they show the cutest little kid hobbit. Yeah. When you saw it, and he <gasps> <gasps> shakes his head a little bit like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute. And mm-hmm. it just reminds me of being a dad. And I wanted to go and hang out with my kids. Like, you guys are so cute. Well, at least my youngest one. My youngest one is cute still. Ben, you're not cute anymore. I know. <laughs> That's for sure. Now you're handsome. handsome. That's what grandma calls you. Handsome. Handsome boy. <laughs> but then, so at the party, we also get to see uh, Mary and Pippin's introduction. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, <laughs> steal a firework, which in the, the book, one. they don't the steal one. it. In the book, it just gets lit. Really? Yeah. Also, in the book, there's a ton of dwarves at Bilbo's house. Yes, the dwarves come. Yeah. The ones that are still around, they come in and wish him well for his birthday. Yeah. That's right. I forgot that. Balin's not there, but we'll get to that. <gasps> you know what? I wonder if they're talking about that. They actually mentioned that. In the movie. Do they? When they're sitting around at the bar, they say, there's talk of strange yes. folks running around. Yep. Dwarves and less savory folks. And I'm like... The dwarves are the ones they who came are, to the party. That's a little hint towards that part of the book, which they didn't show. Yep. But that's a cool little hint. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've forgotten that. That's right. They all came so. to wish him happy birthday. Uh-huh. Dwarves live forever, too. Yeah. Dwarves live like 150, 200 years. Yeah. Like uh, Thorin Oakenshield, he's like ninety, and he's still like spry. Yeah, he's like a he's an old dude. Pretty much, men are the only ones that are old, unless they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I know men are the only ones who live like three days and die. We're yeah. the, the humans are the mayflies of men are men weak of, of uh, Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, men, men are, men are weak. weak. 
And hobbits, I guess. Well, I no, know, hobbits Bilbo's is 111. Well, well, he, well, he ages quickly because of the and the ring. In the book, the the oldest one was Old Man Took, who lived 120. I think it was oh. as old as he lived. That's the oldest. Oh, nice. I want to say it's 30. See, I got excited. 30 years is when you become a man. At 30. Because Bilbo and Frodo have the same birthday. And on his 11, 111th birthday is the same day that Frodo becomes a man. Oh, my it's that goodness. that same birthday. Frodo's 30 in the show. Yeah. Well, time passes totally differently in Middle Earth. Yeah. And especially from the books to the movies. So, where at in the book are you? Bilbo's about to leave. Yes. Okay. I think You're going to have to correct me on this, because when Gandalf, after he talks to Frodo and leaves, he's gone for like over a year. Oh, I wouldn't To research it. the ring. Yeah. I mean, you see those archives, and he's going back 3,000 years. Yep. To find these documents. Which he does not say um, Isildur's father's name. He doesn't. No, I thought Isildur, he did. High King of Gondor, that's what he says. Yes. So... Yep, and I uh, and they say son of the king a few times. I was actually going to look it up, but my phone was charging at the time. I was going to look up the name of Isildur's father. <laughs> but yeah, it, and I mean movies have to do that. They have to, you know, say time is passing, but they're not going to say we have to have a year pass. So let's not do anything for twenty minutes. I mean, you know, Peter Jackson's probably like, there's so much I can't waste time. Yeah, trying to pass the time. Oh my gosh! Of course, yeah. You you already know his name. Isildur, son of the king, pick, took up his father's sword. What was the name of the sword? Or not the name of the sword, but it's the sword of Elendil. Oh, that's his dad's name. Yes, Elendil. Huh. Goodness gracious! I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well, the short the sword's name is Narsil. Yes, sorry, the shards of Narsil and reforged into Andriel, Flame yep. of the West. Which like it's gonna Iroh, drive you crazy in the Dragon movie. of the West. Ooh, oh, there's no way that wasn't influenced. There's no way the Dave Filoni has <laughs> no Lord of the Rings in and yeah. out. Because, again, there's not that much you have to know. No. Andrew. What's going to bug me? Elendil. Elendil. That sounds weird. There's other Elendils. Yeah, it's the star that uh, Galadriel gives really? Frodo. They give you the star the light of Elendil. I think it's Elendil. The brightest star. You're right. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to do more research than just it a 30 It might not be Elendil. It's, you know, close to that, but... Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, there's... No. Yeah, 100%. Elendio. Huh. And I wonder if they named a star after him. I mean, it's been 3,000 years. Elendio was a massive dude. And he did defeat Sauron. Yeah, kind of. Well... And he had an elven sword. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Narsil was a, the sword... Was an elven sword forged by the elves for the High King of Gondor, which at the time was Elendio. That's cool. And they named a star after him. That's cool. They did not name a star after Isildur because freaking Agent Smith kept voting that down. Yeah. 
<laughs> Elrond. That's his name. I couldn't remember his name. Because Elrond always vetoed that one. He's like, all right, we're going to name this star Isildur. He's like, no, Isildur no. is the idiot who didn't destroy He's the, the ring 3,000 we... years ago. Yeah. That would have been a short movie. It, yeah, we wouldn't have had a movie then, so. <laughs> oh, we would have a movie, but it would be about Sauron rising to power, which, to be honest, I would love that movie. You bring back Elrond and the other elves and stuff and do the the second age that's when what the book Sauron is. That's comes the in. Book, the one I was telling you about. Oh, yeah? From the perspective of From Sauron. Of yeah. It's the no, second age. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's I, do that. I want I'm it. I'm down. I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, the light of a Lindil. Yep. Our brightest star. That's interesting. Because uh, you know it is Elendil hmm. did not succumb to the power of the ring. No, hmm. that's cool. Or maybe he was named after the star as well. Could be. Maybe. We don't know which direction this goes. Yeah. Point is, we know Isildur's father's name. Yeah, which is good because I don't know half of these characters half as well as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> and you like. Half of them, less than half is what they deserve. deserve. <laughs> I love that line. It's so good. I this love, movie has so many good lines. In the book, the it talks time. about how they're confused, trying to figure out if it was a compliment or not, and they perfectly captured it in the movie. Yep. Because there's like, wait, wait, what? Is... It's what? so perfect. Like, I, I'm still confused by it. I'm like, the storytelling again. The storytelling in this movie, in these so movies, good. it's perfect. And, oh, man, I was thinking about that, too. Um, we can see when Gandalf is talking to Bilbo. And he says, I want to see mountains again. Like, I, I, man, Gandalf, I'm old. I know I don't look it, but I feel stretched, thin, like butter spread over too much bread. And in that, inter in that exchange, they make a point to show a shot of him putting his hand in his pocket where the ring is. And then showing Gandalf see that. Yep. And recognizing that. And it's like, I know exactly what's happening. And they're not telling us. They're not saying, they're not having Gandalf go, Bilbo, what do you have in your pocket? Is that that ring that you had from all those years ago? You shouldn't be playing yeah. around with that ring, Bilbo. Yeah. But Gandalf's just quiet and he, he notices it and he goes, hmm, okay. And then again, when Bilbo you know, fills with his pocket in front of everybody at the party... Same thing happens. He fills with his pocket and Gandalf's eyes narrow. Like He's like, oh, what's going on here? I see something happening. I've noticed this before. And, every, oh man, they do it so many times. And even the importance of weapons. I mean, I, I watched the whole beginning again. Uh-huh. And when they say, uh, victory was at hand and it shows Elendil holding Narsil in the air and going... Victor, you know, yeah. Yeah. It zooms in on the sword. I never even it never even crossed my mind before. But it shows him lifting his sword, yeah, and then it, it pans over and only the sword is in the shot. Huh. So that when you see Isildur pick up his father's sword, it's that sword. You know, you're like, Yes, I saw that sword. That's the I sword. know what that sword is. That's the one. It's Oh my goodness! You want to see huh. good storytelling? You just watch these movies a hundred times. Yeah. Because if you follow the Peter Jackson school of filmmaking, you're gonna be able to tell a really good story. Yeah. 
Like, I know people have issues with some parts of it, and people have issues with Mandalorian and things like that, but for crying out loud, these guys are doing great work. Yeah. That's, I'm a, anyway, sorry. I, I, little things like that. You, you that brought something up that uh, it was cool. In the book, it talked about it talked about just how addicted to the ring Bilbo is. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, he noticed how much he thought about it, and so he he put it away. He's like, I put the book, I put the ring away, and he's like, and then I couldn't function. I, I had to have it back. Yes. It not being with me, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And they even show that in the movie in the extended yeah. edition. Yeah, when he can't find it, and he and it's still in his pocket. Yeah. And he's just freaking, freaking out, and just yeah. and then he finds it, and the relief. And he's like, okay, I have it. Yeah. Where again, it's, again, it's just it's, it's showing and not telling. It's, yeah. it's So good. It's, it's it really is. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And uh, and there's another part I wanted to ask you about is when he drops the ring before he leaves the house. That's a huge moment. And yeah. they spend time on it. They yeah, show you they every do. centimeter of movement while he tilts he his just... hand. And he doesn't... It's interesting because he doesn't take it out and put it in an envelope and put it on the mantelpiece or anything. Like, he barely can do that. And you almost feel like when you watch it multiple times and you're seeing well, it's it again. doing the it's doing the ring theme in that point. Because the ring is just you know it, it it's got ensnared and it does not want to let him go. And so you can see him, you know. I think oh in the book goodness. he puts puts it in an envelope and goes to put it on the mantle, and then puts it in his pocket. Yep. But, and oh gosh, it's so man. I just I'm geeking out over this stuff. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so, so cool, and like to to just show how it's like. I, I mean, we talked about it before. I loved the difference of when it drops and it just it just hits the dang. ground, doesn't bounce. It's just the weight of it hitting the ground, and Frodo just it picks was, it right up. Oh yeah, no problem. It's just a ring, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. It's just a ring. Just a ring. It's almost. See, that's the other thing. It's almost like a symbiotic thing where it is just a ring mm-hmm. all the time until it spends time with you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's not only just a psychological thing, but if it also draws energy and power from you. That would make sense. And that's how, and it changes its its weight and its size based on what it can draw from you. Yeah. And that's why Sauron and it were the perfect match, is because he had already given it everything, mm-hmm. and it could, it, everything was the rings. But without him, it didn't have that connection to Sauron's life force. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's, I that's think, cool. and you do see it's it's later. I won't. I'm trying to remember now. I think it's when Gandalf is studying, mm-hmm. and looking it up. That's when you see the ring shrink. Yep. Yep. I did write that down. And <laughs> uh, it you know, goes to fit him, which he wears as a necklace, so I don't know why it shrunk down. Right. Maybe so that he could fit. It wanted him to put it on. Yes. I'm sure Elrond said, never wear it. Yeah. Never put it on. It will corrupt you. Um, but he says, you know, which, forever my fate and the fate of my lineage will be forever tied to the ring. For I wish for no I will, harm. I will, I will risk no, no harm to the ring. It's very it precious to me. Oh, and that's the word that clues Gandalf in when he starts tapping that's into the That's when he starts magic. looking into it. Yeah, because I know he 
when you're talking about it in the book, when he when Bilbo calls it his precious, that Gandalf's, it's a red flag because he knows Gollum called it precious. At this point, he's like, it's just a magic ring. He doesn't know yet that it's, that the, it's ring, the ring. But he's like, wait, you're not the first to call it precious. Oh, yeah. Because movie, Gollum called it, it precious. It seems like a supernatural thing. Yeah. But in the book, it's like... Gollum called it precious. Hold on. And then when he's Bilbo, looking at Isildur, the thing, he's like, it's precious to him. He goes, well, there's oh, that word again. crap. So and that's when he's like, all right. And then he finds out, you know, when it gets hot, the letters show up. Okay, this is where we need to test and see if... The the words this that is were the word. so bright as yeah. flame. Have all but faded. All but faded. A secret now that only fire can tell. Ah, so cool. <sighs> and yeah, so like a year passes. And that's why... Yeah, you know, and he's, he sees the volcano. Mount Doom is going crazy. He's erupting. In the, yeah, when he goes, he goes to, to Minister, it's like, oh, something's happening over there, which can't be good. No. And like, oh, the scale. Veradur isn't finished yet. No, but the Gandalf scale of that the tower. Of the eye, and they're like future, oh, future so visions cool. of Sauron's corporeal form as the eye, which is yeah. crazy. But the the sheer size of oh, that gosh. tower, because it shows the little guy, and then you and see him on a tower, tower and like, like that's oh wow, a that big thing's tower. tall, and then just, and then it's like, whoop, oh, this is the like, little tower. Like, around the outside of the tower. Oh, this thing is massive. It's insane. Which I think I've actually seen a like a YouTube video that shows you scale representation. I don't remember what it was scaled oh, to. Oh, sure, but, yeah. I mean, looking at that and them showing it, it's like, this is such a big tower. They do it with Gandalf when he's on top of um, uh, Isengard. Isengard, yes. The tower there. He looks over and you see, you're like, wow, this is a really Ooh. tall tower. <laughs> don't. Don't take that step. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> no guardrails, but, you know. There's only one Lord of the Rings. He does, he does not share power. Jump off the building. <laughs> yep. Base jumping. Which, when Sauron's holding him over the tower, oh, you're yeah, like, with that's his, not just terrifying. The, the, the tip of his heel, the edge of his heel yeah. on the back of it is like, oh. Like, please don't break your concentration. Please, please, please. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. But... Uh, I mean, I don't even know where we were. Show. We just went off on. No, absolutely. <laughs> we were talking about Bilbo oh, again. Bilbo, talking about precious. Bilbo's yeah, his tie to the ring. Yeah, and but I was he, surprised he, he didn't he come back for it. I see. I didn't recognize it at the time. Looking back, yeah, but it, like you said in the book, the whole party was to give away the ring, was to let it go. That's true. And it wasn't just a thing like, hey, Frodo, I'm leaving. Here's the ring. He had to make yeah. this huge thing because the ring's like, no, you can't let me go. I'm important. I'm important. I'm important. He's like, you know, it is important. I'm going to have a big old party. I'm going to do all these wonderful things. Yeah. And I'll give it to him and that'll be the crowning achievement of this. And the ring's like, no, that's not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Bilbo was doing all this stuff. And in the end, to to let go of the ring, it's almost like he's paralyzed and it's everything he could do just to tilt his hand ever so slightly. Yeah. And eventually it just, just gravity just, he just falls. And he moves on. And the one does. thing that I really loved is that, and I didn't notice this before, is he drops the ring and he walks outside. And that's when he figures out the ending to his book. I come up with an ending for my And book. the ending is 
And he lived happily ever after until the, the end of his days. days. And it wasn't until he had gotten rid of the ring that he even thought about being happy for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because he had to have the ring. The ring was part of his life. The ring the ring was happiness. The ring was his life. The ring was. He had to have it. Yeah. And then when he finally lets it go, he can be happy. Yeah. And it's like, how, it's cool because I start thinking about Man, what am I hanging on to in my life that if I let go of it would make me happy? You know what? It's going to work every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I could let go of that, I yeah, would be happy. <laughs> I agree. Me too. That's what's keeping me from happiness. That's what's keeping me happy. Oh, but I also need that to live and eat and have a home yeah. for my children. Uh, Dang it. Fine. All right. We all need a little troll-sized chest, I guess. Yeah, we could all use one. Yeah. My wife and I were talking about ours, and uh, our troll-sized chests just keep getting eaten by the government. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. That's uh, frustrating. But yeah, anyway, that's that's something I didn't notice before to watching it this last time. There's... His mind has become clear. Yeah. And he never goes back. He Tries goes to. Back to it. Uh, yes, half when, a second. when Frodo has it. At the yeah, which is super nice at first. Like he sees it and goes, "Oh, my old, my ring. old ring! I would very much like to hold it again." Frodo's like, like, to, like okay. uh, "No, it's okay. I'm just gonna button up my shirt again." Ah! <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, he got all <laughs> sneak gollumy. Oh yeah, that was Sharp nuts. But then he he immediately regrets it, yeah. and that's and I think that is the strength of Bilbo. Now, granted, Sauron did not have his power yet. Barad-dur was not finished. He didn't have presence as the Eye, and the Nine had not left Minas Morgul. They had not been sent yet. Maybe they weren't even done being summoned, and so Sauron couldn't. Sauron couldn't sense the Ring, like the yeah. Ring race could kind Which is of why sense Bilbo it when could it was use more. it without being. Without attacked. attracting any attention, yeah. The nine weren't sent until... Otherwise, they would have found Gollum a long time ago. Yep. Exactly. Although, I wonder. I mean, how often did Gollum wear it? That's I could see question. him just be, you know, the ring poisoning did, him though. to just take care of it. He didn't want to use its power. Yeah. It didn't, didn't want to waste it on someone on him. like him. Yeah, so it's like, you need to take mm. care of me. We he know could he, use it. We know he did use it yeah. to trick and to hunt. Okay. Uh, because he was going to use it to kill Bilbo. Yes. So whenever he was in a situation where he was threatened, he would use the ring. Yeah. We can kind of infer that. Yeah. But That's yeah, true. No, 100%. I, he didn't use it all the but time. But he'd have been found a long time ago if it was the same situation as like Frodo. Yeah. Because he put it on and the eye would have seen him and the Nazgul would have found him. It's, it's like... Frodo got the ring right when Sauron came to power. Yeah. And could start tracking it if it was ever worn. Yeah. Although, I, talking about, I wonder if. Because the, the enemy found Gollum before Gandalf could. So, like, I wonder if they knew kind of where he was. Everywhere was a creature called. And they're like, he's fine. He can't do anything. He's not a threat. And he's holding on to the ring for us. So when we're ready, we can just go snatch him up. So they get to him, and they're like, where's the ring? And he doesn't have oh, it. Oh, I didn't even think about so that. So they basically just used they him to take care of it. They knew it was him. Yeah. But it stayed hidden. No one could try to 
come and get it before Sauron was back. And yeah, like, we can't go get it now. We have to wait. Right. He'll take care of it because he's killed for it. Yeah. For a long he, time. He, he belongs to the ring now. So he will and watch over it. he will keep it. it safe in the mountains. Yep. And no one will ever know. And then we can and then find once him we when have we're it, ready. Yep. I wonder. So it almost seems like the nine were sent for for Gollum. Yeah. And brought him back and tortured him. Found out who had taken the ring. And Baggins. <laughs> Among Amidst the... Amongst the screams. The screams and inane babble. They were able to discern two words. <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for Gollum to be honest. I, I feel didn't. so bad for him. And when you're, if he was so weak. He was ensnared so quickly. I feel. Yeah, I guess I feel so bad. It took seconds for him to kill. It, for it. All he had to do was see it. Yeah, it snared him just yeah. seeing it. He's like, give that to us. Yeah. So he was not a hobbit, but he was like a hobbit. Like a hobbit. You were not you much were different than a hobbit. Like the, riff, the river folk. You were a river, yeah. One of the river folk. Sneagle. That was your name. How did he not? Oh, oh Gandalf told him. Yep. That's right. In the book, I think it says Gandalf told Frodo who Gollum was, like his whole story. Pity Bilbo didn't kill him when he had the chance. Pity. Pity was Bilbo's head. Another great moment from The Hobbit. Yeah. Maybe I need to watch it again and try to see those moments. Watch The Hobbit again and try to see the, the storytelling that's taking place. With well, that. yeah. It, it's it's the look on Gollum's face when he realizes the ring is gone. <laughs> he looks so sad. Like his face is just... It's so sad, and then when he gets kicked, then it turns to that hatred. Yeah. But Well, even right before, actually. So Bilbo stayed his hand, in the movie anyway. Yeah. Bilbo stayed his hand, stopped, and was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And then Gollum turned back into his angry self, and that's when he just stepped over him and ran away. Yeah. <laughs> stepped on his head. Yeah, I, I feel so... Yeah, Smeagol is... Especially when Frodo's able to kind of bring Smeagol back. Mm -hmm. He's there. Yeah. He's... And um, I misfortune think happens. Stays, and yeah. Gollum comes back. <laughs> I saw this picture that said... I wondered if... Uh, because uh, when Gandalf comes to pick up Frodo and Sam from uh, Mount Doom, uh -huh. he comes with three eagles. He's like, what hmm. if that third one was for Gollum? Because hmm. Gandalf knew that he had a part to play. Like That last eagle, because there's the last eagle that comes that doesn't pick anybody doesn't up. Really. It was there to pick he up brought enough. He brought enough to take everyone home. But Smeagol was gone. And I'm, I mean, just seeing how gone Frodo was when he got back. I mean, oh there, yeah. There would have been no hope for Smeagol. I it wouldn't surprise me if the ring being destroyed would have killed him anyway. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, his life was tied to it at that point. Yeah, it was. 
Because, um, I mean, he had it for, what, 500 years? Yeah, for 500 years it poisoned his mind. So 500 years because it kept him alive. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the funniest lines from this part of, that I really liked was when Frodo and Sam are leaving uh, the Pran... Or not, not the Pranzagoni. Um, the Green Dragon Inn. The Green the green dragon uh-huh. and they say goodbye to Rosie and Rosie smiles at Sam which she does during the whole she's time always she's always giving eyes him. at him she's always giving him eyes and dancing with him and everything yeah. and uh dance with Rosie and then as they walk away like good night sweet maiden of the golden ale <laughs> it's like oh, come off at you better watch who you're sweet talking and he says don't worry Sam Rosie does an idiot when she sees one <laughs> She does? She does? <laughs> Sam's like, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, he definitely doesn't think much of himself, which definitely uh-huh. changes over the course of the show. Um, you know what? Sam. I think I think everybody changes. But I don't... Frodo, I think, is just a tragic story. Yeah. I think he just becomes corrupted in a lot of ways in the show. Well, Sam and Merry and Pippin, they all grow. A ton. Yeah. Even Gimli grows with his... Uh, he really cares about Legos. I can't wait for you to get to the end of the book and hear yeah. about what the... I know Legos the book ends Gimli very with, similar. Uh, with him to Dying Land on the last ship. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, there's stuff that happened It makes me that, think though. of uh, um, Agent Callus getting taken to... The planet with the Lasats. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry, you said you it reminded you of somebody, and I was going to say, oh, Gore Koresh, but no, that wasn't that <laughs> No, one. not him. He didn't go to the Agent Callus, yes. Agent Callus. Getting taken to, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, was, I thought of that. Where I'm like, I oh. also love, oh, man, Callus' story is great. I do like his story. Mm. Mm. His turning so point. I love his turning point. It was the being stranded, right? Yep, on the moon of Geonosis. With, with Zeb. Zeb. And, and they Zeb basically saved each other's lives. And Zeb didn't have to. No. <clears throat> and he's like, no, there's no honor in this. There's no yep. honor in killing you. I'll wait until <clears throat> you're, you know, full strength again. Then we'll decide who the winner is. Yep. And it was that level of honor that he showed. Ah, gosh dang. Sorry. So good. We're getting caught Back up in all on the Star kinds Wars. There we on... are. As we all should be. But yeah, no, they all did grow. And to Frodo's defense, he was the ring bearer. Oh, yeah. And they knew that the ring corrupts whoever has it. <coughs> Basically, I think, to a sense, Gandalf just hoped that a hobbit, Frodo's innocence and. Just you know, raw goodness. Raw goodness would, would last the it. longest. Yeah. I, I feel like he knew it, it would kill him. Or, yeah. you know, he knew that Frodo would not be. Oh, doesn't Galadriel say it at one point, too? Frodo is starting to understand that the quest to destroy the ring will take his life. Well, uh, yeah. End in his doom or. Yeah, cost his life or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, basically we'll the point that Frodo knows, and I'm sure Gandalf did, which is why he was so sad when Frodo says, "I'll take the ring," because he knows you can do it. You can do it, but 
But that's going to be it. This, it's going to be over. This is your choice. Your life <clears throat> is now. I got to say, when I watched this show, when I watched The Return of the King at the end, I didn't know how it ended. Really? My, my parents saw it. And my dad's like, yeah, you're totally going to watch it. And I'm like, so does Frodo die? He says, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, man. So I was watching the show, and I had no idea what was going to happen at all. Which was a great position to be in because so many people knew what happened. Everybody had yeah. books. You're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, but what happens? And no one would tell me. It's Good. like, which is great. I mean, the internet wasn't huge back then. And I, you know, there was no Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> right, yeah. Not even MySpace crap. at that time, huh? Probably not. <laughs> but, uh. Spoilers weren't a thing. Spoilers were not. They really weren't people didn't want to spoil it for you because it was yeah. fun to watch your reaction when you saw it. Oh, it was amazing. I love watching that. Um, so it, the last thing I wanted to end on for tonight is an interesting point that I, I again noticed in this latest viewing, which is that Gandalf knows the words on the ring. Yes. He knows them in their native tongue. He even speaks them at the Council of Elrond. Yes. Where is the one place he won't utter them? The Shire. He will not spoil the Shire. No, he won't. Which is cool. It's like, yeah, the words of Mordor, which I will not utter here. Or yeah. it's the language of Mordor, which I will not utter here. In the common tongue, it says, one ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them. <laughs> I do love how the black speech affected Elrond, though. Yes. It wasn't just a language, like. <clears throat> no, it wasn't it, just speaking French it, or something. It's like you know he like sat power. down and was like, oh. The yeah. He actually gets way mad power. at Gandalf. He's like, never has the black speech been spoken here. Never. Has He's like, well, forgive me all this bickering. If we don't destroy this ring, everyone will be speaking this. Yeah, exactly right. But it has a darkness. It has an evil. Yeah. That's involved in it, which is interesting. So which cool. I mean, oh, that just ties into the orcs, who were once elves. Yes, it's like so Twisted, ironic that tortured and corrupted. Their their language and their, it's just so tied that it affects the goodness of the elves. Yeah, even uh, even Frodo mentions that it's some form of elvish. Yeah, it looks elvish. A ring. So it's some form of elvish. I wonder if uh, Sauron corrupted them. I wonder if he helped create the orcs and corrupted the language of that the elves. That would make sense. It, it would. It would. It'd be interesting to find that out. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was just a fun That's thing to talk about at the end. That the Gandalf preserve its those innocence in the Shire. And no one would have known it. Right? Nobody, nobody was there that understood it. No. Uh, Forget Elrond knew how to speak it. He knew, yeah. He would definitely understand, know the words. Yeah. And and Gandalf just throws it out there, you know, which is... You <laughs> Even know, though you think weird. about it, like, Elrond's how old, and Thousands it's never been spoken here. And yeah. Gandalf just, boop, drops it. But in the Shire, he won't. <laughs> he drops the... The, the, the Black Speech bomb. <laughs> the Black Speech bomb. <laughs> the Mordor bomb. Which, oh, I'm so, like... So Duolingo, oh yeah, it's yeah. a language app. Yeah, yeah. and they have um, 
all the languages of our world. Well, a lot of them. Uh-huh. But they also have um, Klingon. That's awesome. And High Valerian, which I think is from Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. And I'm like, you have Klingon and Valerian, but you don't have any languages from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he like, made teach entire me, languages. Teach me a teach Lord me of the Rings. I would, I would love freaking learn to learn Elvish. Elvish. I would do that. Oh, for sure. If they offered Elvish as a dual immersion for my kids, I would do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would almost even be tempted to do black speech. Black speech. <laughs> like, any language? That would be so cool. Anything. That would be really fun to do. I know they're not fully fleshed out. Like, the writing is. Yeah. But, like, they don't have words for everything. Right. And books and stuff. Well, I mean, having learned another language, it's, you can follow, a lot of languages follow the same rules. Yeah. So it it shouldn't be, I mean, it's still quite the feat to have created your own language. You created four. uh, To flesh it out and make it like a functioning language based off of what he already did, it doesn't seem like it'd be very hard. What do you mean? Like, to make it like a full-fledged, like, this, oh, from where it is now? Yeah. Yeah. This community speaks Elvish. They don't actually know English, or, you know. Yeah. They only speak Elvish, which would be that really would cool. Be, that would be really fun. But, that yeah. Would be fun. <laughs> now, like, what? You don't teach nothing. Nothing from Lord of the Rings, huh? Duolingo, you have failed us for the last yeah, time. <laughs> I find your lack of Lord of the Rings language is disturbing. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great. What a great time. Yeah. What a great time to be around and be able to talk about this stuff, man. This is great. Thank you so much for for actually, like, <laughs> doing this. No problem. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, I, like we said, I, I like talking about it. Yeah. I like the perspective of hearing what you think about it. It's like, yeah, I never thought funny. of that. Or I, did, I never noticed this. Yeah. So it's, it's cool it's to... And to just geek out. It's like a geek fix. It really is. Like, I really look forward to it. Yeah. And I, yeah, we'll talk after after this. <laughs> um, well, you want to go ahead and close us out, and we'll uh, yeah, see I, what happens next week with WandaVision. Uh, yeah, we, we will see. Um, I was trying to figure out a Lord of the Rings themed sign-off. Oh, yeah, we were going to. Because we were going to try and tweak it a little bit. But Yeah, we used to always say, this is the way. Oh man, we hadn't thought of anything. Yet. I know I hadn't come up with anything, so I totally forget about that every time. I do I'm until like, I'm at this point, and I'm like, oh right man, here. how am I supposed to end that? What are what? So I'm like trying to come up with? Hmm, I, I I was thinking about Bilbo, like, and he lived happily ever yes, after I until the end of his days. Of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, does that work? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I was like, can we play off of like the One Ring to rule them all? One dad to rule them all. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll think. We'll we'll brainstorm we'll next week. That's our assignment yeah. for next week. I promise That's we'll our get a good one for next week. We'll come up with a good sign off. Your guys is is to just raise those nerds, and if you're struggling, this is the way. For now. For now. Cool. Oh. I still liked the one dead. <laughs>